Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast with your host, Cody Jansen. Ever digging deep ATVMX podcast live show. Uh, we're here live at Redbud uh, before the, 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 the national this weekend, and uh, pretty 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 cool to have all these riders together today. Uh, we got our featured guests for this first ever live show. Um, they're all brought to you by DID Racing Chain, and uh, man, the four biggest names in ATV motocross in the world. Joining us here today, these four guys represent the two-time defending champion Quad Cross of Nations Team USA riders. Um, three of them the first year. Jeffrey replaced uh, Joel in year two, and uh, they're going to try to go for the three-peat again uh, this season in a couple months here. So um, everybody that's here, put uh, put your hands together for these four guys, the the, the fastest ATV riders in the world. Chad Whedon, Thomas Brown, Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, that's Team USA. So I also need to thank our sponsors for making this happen. Um, SSI, Ian at SSI came on huge for us and uh, helped us get all the equipment that we needed for the live show. Um, so thanks to him. Thanks to our title sponsor, CST Tires. Um, they've been behind this project from the, from the very beginning. And uh, also we need to thank DID Racing Chain, Evans Coolant, Warworks Carbon, um, DP Brakes, 100% Goggles, and Oats Overnight. So thanks to all the sponsors that make it happen for us. And lastly, I need to thank uh, my brother Dallas and my girlfriend Taylor. My girlfriend um, is the graphic designer for the show. She makes all the cover art and makes the show look more legit than it even is. And my brother, the guy behind uh, all the tech stuff, um, if you guys see him this weekend here at Redbutt, thank him on behalf of the show if you like what we're doing here because... Uh, None of this would be possible without him. So um, with that, I think we should talk some racing, talk some ATV motocross. So I want to, we'll talk about the, uh, the, the quad cross event first, um, kind of year by year before we talk about current stuff. So whoever wants to take the question, um, when did quad cross of nations first start? When did that become an event um, before maybe even you guys knew about it? No clue when the event officially started, but it used to be the European Quad Cross of Nations. And then now that we have joined in several other countries from South America and Canada, also from North America, have uh, joined in and we've... What looks like five years prior to Five years? Okay, so Chad has before me five years prior to this, but I used to pester Chad. I was like, man, how cool would it be if we had like a quad Quad Cross of Nations? Uh, at, like every year when the MXDN came up for the bikes. So in time, we uh, kept pestering him, and then he found out from Frenchie, Jeremy Warnia, that there is actually a European Parkers Nations, and Chad's like, we need to go. So Chad started pestering Harv, because he's our AMA contact, and I started pestering Chad, and just every time I talked to him, he would, I would just hound him, like, man, we need to have this, we need to go. Like, it'd be so cool to go represent the U.S., and I'll let Chad go on from there, because... He took the range in there, and he talked to Harv and got everything set up. But it was uh, 
Like, it was kind of like a dream that came true. Yeah, it was really just like a, kind of like a three-year process of just uh, nagging Harv Whipple, which is our, as our AMA referee, and, you know, just being persistent with him and, you know, Honestly, he's like every year. He's like, ah, like he gets a little bit farther, gets some more information about it, and they're like, sure. they're allowing us to come, and uh, uh, we had to figure out what the budget was going to be, and you know, the budget is quite large for us to go over there, and you know, without uh, the support of our 18 motocross community, you know, around the world, really, that helps support us to get there. So it's it's an awesome opportunity for us, and you know, it's been uh, many years in the works, and you know, we've. We made it uh, two years ago, and, and you know I think it's gotten not necessarily easier from there, but it's always every year it's always something new that we're you know we're trying to keep raising our level you know there, and also uh, you know try to uh, provide like opportunities for other riders that will be coming up, you know, fill our footsteps you know here in the next couple of years, and you know give give them a chance to go over there and uh, support their the USA on. Uh, European soil. Sure. So, so yeah, it's a it's a couple year process that it took for you to kind of figure out what you need to do to get there. So talk about um, how hard, and I know Harv was a part of it, Mark Baldwin was a part of it, but how tough it is to get all your stuff over there. What was the figure out figuring out the logistics like that first year? Um, well, since I was kind of new to the whole, you know whole race i didn't really hear much of it until chad and uh, harv came up to me and kind of introduced the fact of let's go over there and try to get it done um you know the, the logistics of everything it seemed to be extremely hard to get everything over there in a timely fashion and that's exactly what we're working with right now like we got to have everything prepared so far in advance that um you know our bikes have to be at baldwin shop like august 5th i'm not sure when it, the container gets shipped out but uh you know these guys might know more but it's just it's so crucial to be in a you know timely fashion and have everything marked and you know your parts have to be you know um, inventoried and everything has to be you know dialed in so it makes the process easier for uh, Baldwin and Sherry and those guys over there at uh, Baldwin Motorsports to get everything you know shipped over. But uh, it's it's truly you know a team effort and it's definitely tough for everyone. Sure. Yeah. Like uh, that's what I thought. It, it happened so early. Yeah. I mean, you guys are in the middle of a championship fight. Yeah. And, you know, literally brawling with each other, and you're still having to almost work together towards a common goal that's not coming for months. Yeah. But it, it's all on your radar in the middle of the season. Like, it's kind of balancing so much all at once. That's that's the different part is working together at the end of a season when, you know, we're all fighting for the same goal. It's like it's tough at the same time, but, you know, we're, we're, we work together really well. That's so. what I was going to say. Or I was going to ask. One of my next questions was um, – you know, talk about like what it's like to actually work as a team in a sport that is so, you know, all you. It's all you. It's me, myself, and I. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know, you're working together to get everything happening ahead of time, and then the event too, right? Like, like you're not really just worried about yourself at the event either. You're kind of worrying about each other as well. Like, almost kind of monitoring where the other riders are at. I mean, I'd say probably the coolest thing, it kind of like shows that we work together. Like, not only that, we stay in the same house, we all pit in the same area, but because like we don't all ride at the same time, so there's two of us on the track at a time, and then there's one person watching. The other person watching has a headset and is talking to mechanics, and shoot, like, 
Jeffrey's giving me tips, I'm giving him tips, Chad's giving each other tips. We're all trying to make each other faster this weekend. We're normally like, it's like, all right, I'm going to hide that line and keep it for myself. But no, it's like, hey, did you see that? Like, that is fast. Like, yeah. take that. That's and like, hey, lap one, I'm going to go here, follow me, trust me. And it's like, because like we start right behind each other, so it's, it's unique and all get out. And I will say this, like, I think, like, even Jeffrey could probably add more on this, like, but, like, I think our team is what, like, our team, camaraderie. yeah, camaraderie, and, like, I think all these guys will agree, but, like, how we work together is what gets us to the, like, the success we have had, and I think that might be what our Dirt Bike USA team lacks when they go yep. over, is that the fact that, like, how tight we are, and the reason I say Jeffrey's because he didn't go the first year for him to step into it, like, after everything was kind of put together. I think that was like it had to be a shock to like see and ex- experience that as all one group, all of a sudden. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'm not sure how obviously the first year went, but the the track conditions in Denmark were so different, maybe compared to what we're used to and what the, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the game plan was the first year, but we really had to work together at that place in particular because the track was so tight and so so rutted and so sandy. It was. Um, with the different tire situation and things like that, because you know the first year, I feel like you kind of went over and you had your settings. You you would ride on hard pack tracks here all the time. You had your settings. You had your tires. You had everything that side is squared away prior, and it was kind of more just worried about racing. Well, we were worried a lot about setup that year. So I mean, we don't have to talk about it in order. You brought up the tire thing. Explain to people what that was like. It was. Uh, because yeah. most most people were using like a really narrow, tall tire, correct? Yes, narrow. You know, it was weird. Some people were using really narrow ones and really tall. There's other use, you know, a little bit wider, a little bit smaller, and but it's and not like our GMCC tire. No, not even close. It's a it's a more of a not a paddle, but a paddle type. The tread pattern resembles a paddle tire, kind of. Yep. You know, to, to get through that sand, and and we were you know in a pickle with with our sponsoring of our course. sponsors, you know with. With the tires they ran, our sponsors didn't make. Right, you so had no choice. We can't go there and run a different brand tire, you know. Of course, and and we we ran, we're running XE tires, and you, everyone looking at us like, man, those aren't gonna work. Hold on, what about uh, when we went out for qualifying day one, and we stayed on, me and you stayed on 18s, and everybody literally was making fun of us. Yeah, it was crazy because the first moto Thomas had a smooth track, so the, the small ones worked well because it was smooth. Right. Then the sidecars went out, and then I went out, and it was a completely different track. And I, I was, I was in full, like, full, like, I don't know, protection mode to try not to get stuck. I was going across track, coming across the ruts because I would have got stuck. And I ended up getting second that one, but I think it was because I had to ride so weirdly compared to what everybody else was because I would have got stuck in the ruts. So we, we go to, you know, Chad was actually the tester for us because we had a first and a second. The, the first two in qualifying, yeah. so we were in a good position already. And then Chad put on the big tires, and it was just you know, smooth sailing from there, really, because yeah. they worked really well. Reassured us. A yeah, bit. and yeah. well, I think I honestly think they might have worked better in some ways because they were so wide that yeah. it, they didn't go all the way to the bottom of the ruts. You were grabbing on we the, were outside grabbing the sides the tire. more. Yeah, you're grabbing the sides more. So you know, those guys are like, "Oh man, you guys don't know what you're doing. You're not, you can't ride sand. You're gonna, you're gonna lose." Yeah, I mean, that was literally what they were telling us. You right, guys are yeah. Smoke. Um, I, w- I was watching Gloop's Rip It Up Films video, and what's the the kid that raced over here, like in the 250 class or something? Thompson, maybe you say? Yeah. yeah. And Martin he Thompson. even said, he's like, uh, big tires. Yeah. 
and yeah, he was yeah. almost like laughing at you guys yeah. Yeah, before the, funny, the weekend started. The funniest part of that was uh, after we after we won, and we were one point away from perfect score, yeah. and we won. And these guys have never seen anything like that. But uh, like Chad comes off the track and goes in the camera. Yes, we can ride sand because <laughs> everyone. I was gonna ask that. Where did that come from? We were gonna lose. Like you guys yep. are losing. I know. Well, and that was up. another question I had, and I was actually after episode one when I recorded the the podcast with Chad. That was one of the things I was super bummed that I missed. Like people honestly thought you were gonna lose. I mean, Team Ireland, Team Ireland literally came to me and said, uh, "Yeah, Ireland's gonna win this year. You guys, you guys don't have a chance." After after oh these three guys that, walked them, that fired the us up. I, 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 I know it fired me up. I told yeah. them, and they're like, "Yeah, okay." The biggest like, thing, I think, the biggest thing was is that we didn't know what to expect until we actually rode it. Yep. Yeah. Once we rode it, and I rode that qualifying, I was like, "We're we're, we're gonna be fine. Yep. We're sure. on our bigs, and we'll be fine." But up until that point, like when these guys are out doing qualifying, I'm like, "Man, like." If the sky cars go before us and the motos are going to be longer, it's going to get deeper. Like, if we run our smalls, like, we're going to be in trouble. And, you know, luckily these guys uh, came out and they pulled good scores to get us started. And then we were able to try our, our setup that we run in the mud here and, you know, it worked out for us. So, the, the track, like, how sandy was it? Is there anything that we ride that's relative to it? Because it's almost like... It was like the way the ruts developed. But it was, was not even that. It was that. Small. It was sandy, but it wasn't even that. It was sandy. It was the sidecars. Yeah. The right. sidecars with it being, you know, a dirt bike, you know, and they were going around it as a four-wheeler going around because they have the sidecar. They go around it straight. They're straight yep. up and down. Yep. And, I mean, Hence they can go, they can go, you know, really deep. And that's what that's what the game changer was. If it was four-wheelers only, yeah. I believe we could have ran small tires. Yeah. And if you want to be honest. So, Absolutely. was there sidecars the first year? Oh, and yeah. it just yeah. didn't affect it because a hard, of the right. hard clay surface there. Right. And yeah. the ruts even got weird, and that clay was it was different ruts than we normally see, for sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, what does, and each of you can take it if you want, but what does it mean to you to represent the United States of America? Like, does it ever hit you that it's not even that you're just representing ATVs, American ATV riders, like you're literally wearing the USA emblem. Yeah. Like you're representing everybody. I had said to you, Chad, on the on the on the, the podcast that uh, when you're a half a world away and you're literally representing the greatest nation in the yeah. world, like what is that like? It it honestly didn't hit me like you said. Like it, it was kind of late um, when we got there though, and we saw all the other countries you know, out there cheering their guys on, and I saw that, and I'm like, wow, this is this is a huge deal. I mean, this is no joke. We're racing against 17 other countries, you know, maybe 18, I don't really know, but it was just, it's truly an honor to be on the team and obviously selected again, so I'm, I'm so pumped to go to Germany and, uh, you know, obviously strive for three, but uh, it's it kind of didn't hit me, it hit me late. But, that's, uh, what, that's what I was curious about. Yeah, I, would say, I agree with that 100%. It really... Like, for me, it didn't really hit me until, I think it was the day, uh, or the night before the race, the night after qualifying, we all go in this big tent, and they announce the riders. And it's a tent full of all the riders, with flags, with everything, and we walk in there, and, you know, it's like, you know, especially because they're telling us, you know, you guys are going to lose this year. We go in there, and it's kind of like, like, we got a target on our backs, we go in there, and they're just like, they're cheering for us, of course, but... It's, it's just, it's so weird until 
to actually race and win it, you know, especially with the doubt that we had last year. It was just, it didn't hit me until, like, you know, the night before a little bit, but when we won, you know, and we were standing on that podium, there was a bunch of people out there, and they were playing the national anthem after after we won. That was that was when I was like, wow, we just, we did this, you know, especially yeah. from being here going there. None of them have to travel that far, do what we had to do to get there, and yeah. The, the time change with that, with all that it was just there's a lot to it it's a lot to it compared to what you know they're they're over there they deal with it all the time of course yeah yeah I mean like I would say with me being so amped on this and like just following the MXDN and stuff like it was serious for me like I took it very serious going over there and wanted to go I think the biggest honor you can do as a US citizen is fight for your country and serve and obviously, I haven't done that, and I respect anybody who has served for our country. And the second one would be to represent the U.S. in some kind of form or fashion. And that was probably why I harped on it so much to Chad to get this going, is that I wanted to represent the U.S. I haven't served our country, and this was, like, not my way of serving, but my way of representing what we can do and do what I can do best. I might not be the best at it, but I know this is what I do best, and I was going to go over there and lay it all out. Both years I went and plan to do the same this year is just go over there and prove that we're number one. Like, it's, I, I want to hold the flag up high and prove that we're number one and that we are the best. Does it almost, like, um, do you almost, like, feel pressure because you, you want to be up to a standard, like, show them what Americans are like compared to them? I guess, I'll, for me, yeah. Like, definitely that third moto... And I think I got a couple people fired up. This is up year, year two? Year two, yeah. The third mode of year two, I come out of the start with an okay start, but I should have ripped the whole shot. I was on the front row, Chow's in the back. I had such a bad start, the Chad actually came out with me. Uh, oh, and yeah. I saw the guy leading. the nose wheelie? You but I, yeah, and I, just, I came yeah. into the corner hot back. because I had a bad jump, and I was determined yeah, right off to go in the corner. I hit this little kicker, and I rode a nose wheelie like, <laughs> through the pack. In the nose and came out like fourth and fifth. Oh I God. thought he was done. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was just clearing out rules for you. you gotta go watch the video. I saved it. I saved it. I saved not even for me, right? Yeah. I pushed everybody wide, get Chad a big hole. But then the guy that's been in Chad's mode the whole time, he was definitely the next fastest guy behind us. I see that he's leading and he's starting to get a little gap, and I'm like, we got to go and we got to go now. And like, I, that's only in my head. It was like, we got to get to the front. And I should have calmed down a little bit, looking back, hindsight's 2020. But, you know, we're all racers. And I'm like, all right, let's get to the front. Let's get there now. I knew Chad was behind me. So I started pushing. And I hit this kicker. And I guess the other thing was for me is I, this, I'll give a little bit of an excuse, and I'll take it, is that I hadn't seen the track rough at all this weekend. I was first qualifier. They prepped before that. I was first moto. They prepped for that. So, like, my tracks were mild. And this track was nasty. And I hit this kicker, and I almost wrecked left two and they're at three i'm like all right we still need to go for this and i hit this kicker and it just shoots my bike sideways i still don't know what i hit me and chad talked about several times like what happened and the whole side of the tracks were like raised and i just went straight in this wall flipped and i think it was because i was like we need to get to the front and we get front now like we already had it once sitting in fourth and fifth but for me i was like this is a race we need to win yeah and that was you know that was me being too antsy but I think it did come from a little of that pressure. I needed to take a step back. And after I hit the ground, it slowed me down a little but bit. But after that, right, like, you both were pretty far back. Uh, 
Yeah, like, I mean, I, felt back I think to, Chad uh, was fourth or fifth. I, yeah, I was still like fourth, and you know, I was like around 15. You know, I made my way forward, 15. but. Um, Did it come back? Uh, Mike, yeah. the guy that was leading, like, he had a nice nice gap, and um, I started chipping away at it. Uh, had, like, got it down with, like, a couple laps to go, and uh, just kept pushing because I didn't want anybody to beat us. You know, we, we wanted to take every moto that we could, and man, the Argentina guys, you know, they took one moto, so we were like, man, like, we want, we want to try to get the rest of them, and, um, you know, fitness felt really good there, so I was really happy with everything there. Everybody was riding really well, and I think, I think Jeffrey rode his tail off for, he did exactly what he needed to do. Like, we needed consistent scores out of each moto, and you finished second every moto, didn't you? Yeah, I finished second, the first one behind Jose. You know, I, yep. I was putting pressure on him big time, and now I was taking on so much roost, I backed off, and that's when Thomas went by and broke the chain. And then uh, the second one, I finished second behind you yeah. because Mike actually had a, a mechanical yeah. at the end. I tried moving him out of the way for you. Yeah. Like, I, I hit him good. <laughs> and, uh, you I know, Jeffrey that. having the toughest motors to have that were back-to-back right away. And, uh, you know, that was, that was tough for him. But, you know, he rode his tail up, and, uh, you know, we were really pumped with oh that. And, you know, like, kind of going back to the first question about representing your country, like, you know, it, it's kind of like mixed emotions on each one, like, first year it really hit hit me like when we showed up and we did the opening ceremony the opening ceremony was so cool that first year yeah, like yeah. outside the fireworks like they did a top-notch opening ceremony it was also but, riding out like the yeah. picture that they used for the podcast yeah yeah and uh you know with us holding the flag and the fireworks it was just amazing and then um our celebration after the second one was by far like like gave me goosebumps because uh you know, the first one we had, we had to go in a tent, and it was downpouring rain, so we didn't get to really get the full experience of like winning and you know having like the whole crowd, everybody, everybody's you know corralled in there so tight. And uh, the second year is outdoors, playing the national anthem in front of everybody, and um, you know it just kind of it really hits you, You're like man, you did something that you know for our country and our, our 18 motocross and. You know, just everybody back here, I hope that, you know, we've made everybody proud and, you know, we're going to try and get back to Germany and really pour it on again this year and uh, have fun and be safe when we get home. So, after the first year, like, was there a, did you guys feel any difference in the way you were received year one to year two? Like, the first year, was it more like people were embracing you being there and then the second year was... They did. They doubted you, or was? I mean, I wasn't there the first year, but I feel like for us, I mean, everybody's fans of us. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we came in. They were like, "Yes, Americans, okay," and they come in. I can't wait for you guys to race. Well, you guys are superstars and for that. Yeah. And then the second year, like I said, it was, "Oh, we're gonna smoke you." Yeah. I, so I, that's about how I feel. But I wasn't there the first year. Yeah. That's how it. Yeah. The two years, I would say, like the biggest difference is they, they were super nice. Everybody wants us there. They're welcoming. Year one, all I heard the whole time. From Instagram messages to where there, y'all are gonna smoke us. You're gonna smoke us. This is a, like y'all are in a different league. We show up year two, and I'm like, all right, well, we won year one, so they're gonna think we're gonna smoke them again. No, it was totally different. Like Jeffrey said, like it's literally y'all are gonna get worked. Y'all are gonna get worked. Like I, y'all are get smoked. Like every way they could say it in every language, they told us that we weren't gonna win, and that was the biggest difference. They were still really nice, and they still liked having us there, and there were still lines of people, and like you just. You feel like a superstar over there, but man, the the different attitude of the way they wanted to say like they thought they were going to win, and I'm like, 
the, the crazy part was I was like, year one we smoked you. <laughs> why why are all of a sudden you got this confidence? But it was it had to be the sand I think is what the gave track, to him. But yeah, man, setup, it was yeah. wild. Yeah, it it was crazy the difference. And that's something like a, that Joel didn't experience. And I I think we're gonna get the same experience this year is similar to last year, is that yeah. they feel like they have something for us in the sand. Yeah, so yeah, do you think that. I don't know how it's determined how they pick tracks. I don't know that. But do you think maybe they picked a sand track because of that? Or, or I mean... And that's what they're yeah. used to. I mean, okay. they, they seem like they perform better in that, of course. Like They definitely seem like, to me, that they were closer to us. Yeah, I mean, in Italy, it it was insane. When it was dry, it was... We blew them out pretty it good. Looked, but it looked like a blast. It, it looked oh, like... Yeah. Oh. Awesome track for me. I loved it. Hard pack, wide open, up and down the hills. and the first track was sick. Yeah. And like you guys, jumps. yeah. Watching you guys, like, ride the style and stuff mm-hmm. like you guys do here... It looked like, it looked like you were out there with. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it yeah, looked no, like you were out there with amateurs. You know, just the way that you guys were yeah. able to ride that track. We're just so used to that style track, and you know, when we they went over for the second time, it wasn't so much the same case. Like they were able to be a little closer to everyone, and you know, they're phenomenal riders, just the same as us. But we we're raising the bar every year, and it's like it's kind of hard for them because they don't have that extra the speed that you know we bring to the table every week yeah that's a it's yeah. it was incredible to see that first year and it does it is it um does it show what your reach is when you go there and, and you have these people that like borderline worship you it just shows that the platform that you guys are on um i mean you guys are making waves farther than you guys probably even know yeah i agree with that like it's just like i said every year we come back to the nationals we're just pushing the fitness why the training and you know the bike setup um the speed on the track it's elevating so high that you know sometimes it's scary to go that fast like unadilla was insane this year and that's kind of like italy was for us and i'm glad we didn't have to push it you know to the envelope we didn't have you know guys on our tail the whole time um because it could have been a you know a dangerous track to do that it was very very hard yeah and uh you know it's I think it's just a lot different for us over here and for them over there. It's Their style tracks are a lot different. Um, that first year, you and Joel and Chad had a race where you two were, like, nose to tail yeah. almost the whole time. <laughs> Talk about, like, what that was like as you're halfway across the world and you're not even trying to race each other hard. You're just, like, <laughs> trying to freight train uh, for the uh, team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I call baloney on that. Well, I but mean, I, well, I, I think, I mean, I don't even, I mean, from the outside looking in, they just battled for a championship all year, okay? And then they go to this race, and they're 1-2 again. And we're competitors regardless. I mean, you don't want – even, I mean, we're on the same team. We're working together. But with just that year with battling so so closely and so hard together, I feel like they were they, – oh, that's each yeah. probably should have backed off. But as a competitor, you got to yeah. look at it as us. I mean, he wants to win oh, regardless. Yeah. I, I'll be brutally but, honest. I wanted to win the moto. Um, but but, you know, but I knew at the same time I wasn't going to do nothing to jeopardize the race for both of us. Like, if it was a national, obviously I would have I would have stuck a wheel in somewhere. But I did not do it. I just like I took roost too much, and that was the thing that worried everyone a lot. And uh, you know I felt like I was kind of darting out of the way. But I get why everyone was was upset with the way I rode that moto. But then again, like we finished the race one two. It was you know good after that. We all had you know our talk and everything smoothed out. But at that time. Everyone was a little hot. Oh, and, there was uh, drama. I mean, not, dr- not Yeah, I mean, if you want to bring it up, yeah, there was a little bit of drama. Oh, I, I, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's 
It wasn't nothing that, you know, would end a friendship, but it was, there was some drama. So, like, uh, kind of going out, like, the three of us kind of came together, we, we chatted about it a little bit, and we're like, all right, if we're one, two, we kind of just, we let the guy out front go, you know, and, uh, you know, we protect our lead, and, you know, if, if we're getting pressure from behind and the other guy's faster, we got we, we let him go around and let him try to carry out front and win the, win the moto, and... Uh, you know, with with Joel having that mechanical of the first moto, um, it put us put us in a tough spot, and we've actually done that two years in a row where we had a mechanical both, right away, right away. So we're like, man, we got to be perfect the rest of the day to secure you know a, a championship win here. And um, you know, we came back to the truck, everything was fine. Like uh, I'm, I'm sure you saw in like the film, like I'm like I'm waving Joel back to get off my tail a little bit, and I'm you know. I understand where, like where he's coming from because you know we're competitors. But he's came off a brutal championship, and it's like, man, like we're this is like deja vu, like of what we do every single moto here. Like we're, we're we're racing against each other, but you know he did he did the right thing of like you know settling down and um, not you know pushing an envelope to jeopardize our position and be a team player. You know he, he did exactly what he was supposed to do and. Um, you know, for me, like, uh, like I feel like I'm able to think on the fly very well and like predict, you know, like what I need to do to win motos and win overalls and win championships. And you know, Joel was learning that, you know, today. And uh, it's just like we're we're competitors. All of us want to win, and you know, that's what it kind of came down to that moto. But you know, we came back and uh, you know, we didn't like. We didn't get angry, you know, harp kind of harped on Joel a little bit, and they harped back and forth, but, you know, by the end of the day, we all understood of, you know, what what was really going on, and, you know, I feel like Joel Joel had that moto win in the first moto, and then he broke, and he's like, man, I, I, want, to, I want to get some of that. Moto. So, yeah. As we were leading, literally, I look back, and I think we're almost half track ahead. I'm yeah. like, okay, we could probably slow down now. I think you guys said it was like a minute and a half. Yeah, it, it, was, it was gnarly, but we were... I mean, I don't know if Chad was going hard, but at, at some point, like, the bar got raised, and then all of a sudden, like, we were cruising. Like, we weren't just going slow. We were, we were putting down laps. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was thinking I was asking, like, about an internal struggle of wanting to push, but you, were, you weren't, but I didn't yeah. even didn't know anything about that story. So, so Joel, talk about um, how tough was it to miss last year after winning the first year and being with the guys? It how was, tough was it to miss it last year? I mean, I guess it was tough. Um, because I really enjoyed being there and for the team and everything, and I wanted to go to be you know back to back, everything like that. But at the same time, having you know Evelyn be born on that, it was like that Sunday. So at that point, it, it wasn't tough for me anymore. It was obviously the the right decision, and uh, I mean I had you know bigger things to do in my life at that point, and you know I was happy for Jeffrey to take the spot and go over there and do what he had to do Thanks, but buddy. uh appreciate you it, it was it was tough i mean i really wanted to go so does that make i think uh you actually get the spot up to me because jeffrey was killing it at that point of the year it's true no i mean you're not going let me go okay but i remember uh like talking with you at texas goal you're like man what should i do and i'm like you know honestly like your guys due date is that close and i'm like i i wouldn't go and i don't know if that like kind of put you like at ease you know yeah when you said it you know i I was up in there i was mixed emotions about going and i was like you know 
Carly's obviously going to stay at home, but I can maybe still make it. I wouldn't have made it. I mean, I, I would have missed the birth of my first, you know, child. Yeah. So, with Chad saying that to me, like, kind of put me into perspective, like, you need to stay home. Yeah, with, with the situation, you know, with the situation Chad had with you know, his, yeah. his child being born while he's on the, you know, I mean, not born, but, you know, the water. Going into labor, yeah. yeah. The, while he was on the track. I mean, he was a month early, so. Yeah, it's so like, it's like, you never, you never, never know, know, so it's like. I, it's good, good taking his advice, especially yeah. with that situation. That Absolutely. Yeah. Joel, does it make you that much like more pumped to be a part of it this year? Yeah, it, one? it really does. And, you know, obviously it's open. Everyone knows, you know, the issues I've been having this year. Um, I will be racing a, a TRX hybrid over there. So hopefully, you know, we'll eliminate, you know, the little issues I've been having and, you know, stay strong for all three motos or two motos for me. But, you know, for the team, it, it would be cool to have a perfect score for, you know, one year. I know, you know, first year we had, you know, my mechanical. Second year, I think, was Thomas. And then uh, this year coming up, we're, we should just go for gold and, you know, do it right. Even, even with Thomas's break, though, if, it, if I would have won. You still would have had. I would have won. It was, it was my fault that we didn't get a perfect score. Uh, but, well. But we were one point away from a perfect score. And just to ch- chime in on this, like, those guys have never that, seen a score like that. They were just like. Yeah. Mind blown. Because we got what eight? I think it was eight points and seven's perfect. What they end up with like thirty something? It was yeah, the second high, really high twenties or yeah. low thirties. Yeah. The wow. second place score. Yeah. So I think they we could have like taken mind boggled that. Could have taken the yeah. You could have. I mean, perfect score. I mean, hopefully that this year they could yeah. they can do that. You know, and and uh, I was I was so upset because um, you know I did kind of I kind of let Jose win that one because I felt like I was taking on too much roost on my bike. And, sure. It frustrated me that I didn't pass him because there was multiple times where I wanted to, but the risk that Thomas Thomas took, I didn't want to take because I knew on that particular track it was going to be so hard to pass cleanly. And well, Thomas, this was episode, uh, this was um, Moto Two, right? This was Moto One. This oh, okay. was Moto One. Okay. Me and Thomas, okay. and he okay. actually passed me, and I'm like, dude, go. You know, if you have somewhere where you can pass him, go. And uh, you know, he did. But I, he took the risk, and I didn't want didn't want to take that risk. I'm not really sure why. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say is like I had a little bit of advantage because I started on the second row. Like we start two rows. Like anybody that hasn't seen it, back to back, and your teammates behind you. Yeah, right? they don't have to be. No, but luckily, to be. we. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's important for us to qualify one because I don't want to start behind anybody else. So I we like as US, we need to qualify once. So we do take qualifying really serious. But I start on the second row. I come out somewhere on 10th, but I had a pass to get to Jeffrey in second, where he had, I don't, you started somewhere in that general oh, area. I started starting second right behind Jose, and I tried to make multiple passes, yeah. but it shut me off a few times, and it got a little sketchy for me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I found stay. a few spots where I'd run it in there uh, pretty aggressively, but like, I kind of figured out where it worked, because like, I didn't have the option to stay where I was, and so like, it kind of gave me an advantage to get there, and I, I, I was getting pretty dirty with the guys. Like after moto, I was like, I told Chad, like, Chad, you want to pass? You're gonna hit him. You have to hit him. And, and I was Thomas was freaking slow. Yeah. I wasn't making friends. No, uh, you, he, I mean, you went like home with no friends. Like when Thomas came up to people, like he was ready to get around them. Like I like to, you know, I knew that we had a long moto, so I was like, ah, like I'm gonna dissect these guys for a couple turns, and I'm gonna figure something out. I got, you know, a couple turns in the back of my mind that I can pass these guys on. Like, I don't know if I made contact with anybody when I passed them when I was there. Ooh. But, you know, Thomas. I made it with everybody. The guy you, the guy you laughed. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. That, 
that guy definitely hit me hard, and I was like, I was just shocked in my helmet, like, what was that? Yeah. And, like, he came up after the race, he sincerely apologized, but, you know, um, you know, it's just one of those racing incidents, but I was, I was kind of thrown off, and uh-huh. I'm just sitting there, like, looking at Mikey, shaking my head, like, what was that? Like, yeah. what was that? Oh, yeah. I was watching, and I was heated. I made a Facebook post, probably should have deleted it, but I didn't. I was so mad. I'm like, why would that guy, he just turned, you know, left right into Chad when he's going, the lapping him, you know. But if he apologized, you know, maybe it really was an accident. I don't think so, but maybe yeah, it was. And the, the, the one time that uh, that Thomas did make some some good contact there, he got stuck in the ruts. <laughs> and I, had, I, I really didn't have a choice to go anywhere, you know, to be honest. But what was messed up is if I didn't, I don't think if I didn't hit Thomas, that he would have got out of there because he was like, you know, like yeah. stuck in ruts. I hit him, and then he takes off. I'm like, teamwork. That's like, teamwork. Like, yeah. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah. You know, I end up passing him, and then he comes back and freaking passes me again. When there were like four or five guys in that turn. Oh yeah, afterwards. Time, like, it was well, afterwards, because the guy behind me, yeah. the guy behind me, they they were trying to go around the situation, and it it wasn't gonna work, you know, because I I was able to hit Thomas, and we both got out, and Thomas goes off the track. Back on the track, hits those guys, knocks those two guys over. I mean, it was like it was like five guys in one turn. It was just chaos. carnage. But it was just because the track was so, man, it's so weird, so small. Like in all honesty, I don't even know. It was, it was like was, cut in the ground almost, right? Like it, was, it had big ledges yeah, on the side. But it was just like the track was so tiny. Yeah. It was so so tight and so ruddy. It was so dip so weird. Like, I hate to say it, but like like a backyard track. Like, kind of, kind of that's exactly what I thought was yeah, a backyard it track it because kind of, kind of wasn't you couldn't even get out of the ruts. Like, like the rut in the middle of the corner, you couldn't even like square somebody up or... You were stuck when you got in them ruts just from looking at it. Yeah, like uh, funny story on the site lap. I mean, everybody's going pretty slow and like I usually tried to wait for everybody to go, but like when, when we were on that side of the gate, they were like, you go first and then... Um, you know, the way that we line up is how we go out. And I got stuck on the sight lap. I can't remember what moto it was, but everybody's cheering. And I got stuck on the rut. And then uh, the moto comes and we went, went out there and smoked it. <laughs> That's what well, I was saying. Yeah. Like, uh, like, well, I mean, that kind of just made me laugh in my helmet. I'm like, ah, you guys don't know what's coming. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, you guys are screwed. I was there. Some extra motivation. Yeah. I'm trying to check out the track, look at lines, and I was like on on the on top of the ruts, like, and I fell in, and I was like, man. So, are the motos <laughs> the same length as you guys run here, or what no. are what are they? Twenty five plus two. That's yeah. pretty long. It's like, gnarly. So it's like anywhere from twenty, like eight to thirty one minutes. I think our motos there were thirty. Yeah. I think when I came across the the timer, it was thirty minutes. And there was a lot. A there was a second. lot of mechanicals. Yeah, I mean, talk about like a lot of chains break. Yeah, but okay, can we tell the can we tell the story about hard trying to find uh, the the tool to pin the chains together? Oh yeah, or or find the chains like finding chains. Okay, tell tell us that story. I mean, so like after my chain broke, it was like, all right, well my chain didn't actually break. The masterly got knocked off, and they and hard made a joke to my old man. My dad was my mechanic, and he's like, you got to learn to put a masterly on. Well, everybody knows that there's no way with the National League not on right, I'm going to do 27 minutes. So, like, the National League was on, but the sand was so deep, and the track was, like, we are talking about these ruts are gnarly, that somehow the dirt knocked the National League off, because the National League was gone, the rest of the chain was good. So we decided at that point we needed to run the riveted Master Leagues, yep. like, which we've, I've never ran. I've never ran. And that. So all of a sudden we're like, well, we need these chains. We need these Master League chains. And so, first off, I'm, like, over-talking to Frenchie, 
and then he's talking to guys, and we're just walking around the pits trying to find any chain we can get that has a rivet link on it. And finally, we find a few, and at the same time, Harv is now at the like the like the seven S of over there because you need just, a special tool to. Well, he's punch just it buying all the chains. chains. So now we get all the chains. We have five, we five or six different chains. I found the ones that they say that they are using, and now we're like another right. another country. Is yeah, another country. So, but now we need a rivet, yeah. and we don't know how to rivet. Eventually, I think it was uh, Paul Windrow came over and. Like, for some reason, none of these countries that run these chains have the tool to rivet them. We're like, how do you not have the correct tool to do this? Like, oh, we just use a hammer. Or they just didn't want to give it to us. Yeah. But they said they didn't have it. But Paul Window comes over, and I think he's from, he's from uh, England. UK. UK, yeah. And he comes over, and he he's like, all right, I'll help you. And they are literally holding a, a hammer to one side and a screwdriver to punch the other side and just banging on Chad's chain. Then they come over and do mine because we both switched. We needed these links. Like, if we would have known ahead of time that going into this year, we're going to have these links. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was trying to find that tool was nuts. And was it in the back of your guys' heads? Like, what if this doesn't work out? Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, because... Like, the chain that they had was, I don't even know what kind of chain it was, but it had, like, holes. had holes through the, like, the actual link. And I'm like, you tell me that this thing's stronger than what we're running? And I'm just like, all right, this thing better work. And I'm a good friend with Jeremy Warnia. And he's like, do you trust me? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, this is the best chain we have here. I'm like, okay, I trust you. And I mean, it worked. Yeah, nothing <laughs> like changing it up when everything's on the line. Yeah. Yeah, it, what, what I think was so... So detrimental to that race too was like I think once actually Thomas broke that we I mean I know I did I you had to like kind of change your riding style because the track obviously got deeper but you had to stand up everywhere and put like your pressure on the outside peg for that so in, in hang the, off the bike so, so you wouldn't flip yeah. but I think that helped us a lot in, in in that situation too because I mean we were we we're so like this that your chain wasn't dragging as much you know I feel like yeah. I mean we I mean you had to stand up. 30 minutes going around that place there's minute places to sit down right. i mean and but that's how i know like i did and i know chad was really good at that and thomas was doing it too but i think that helped that that situation so year three now is another sand track right that's what we've In been germany, told germany yeah. i've seen videos it looks it doesn't look like it did in denmark but what i it is like a sandier base, but it looks like it blows up. But I think the biggest thing that's going to save us is that it's not a tight, quote-unquote, backyard track. Like it's 20s, it's, it's fast 20s. sweepers. Because yeah. there was one sweeper at Denmark that didn't get too bad. It got really rough and rutted, but it wasn't too deep because it wasn't a tight 180. It's still pretty yeah. small. And so this track looks a lot faster. So I think the dirt's going to blow out more than just go straight down. Sure. But let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. First and foremost, a huge thank you to CST Tires, csttires.com, for coming on as the title sponsor. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offers the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics. Of the countless riders I've turned on to CST Tires, not a single one has been disappointed. Join the takeover and upgrade to CST today. Thank you, SSI Decals, for your support and presenting sponsorship of the live show. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. 
After making number plates and decals for riders like Chad Wienan, the brand quickly took off. Today, you couldn't imagine ATV motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker now supports all the top teams in ATV motocross, as well as GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, Short Course Off-Road Trucks, UTVs, Snowcross, and NHRA six-time world champion Clay Milliken. No project is too big or too small for SSI. Making your identity sick with championship-level graphics, SSI decals. Our featured guest is brought to you by DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 X-Ring Chain. This patented X-Ring Racing Chain boasts a steel alloy construction for reduced weight, increased strength, and a longer overall chain life, setting the standard and making it the optimal ATV racing chain. Pick out the ATV2 chain at your local dealer or wherever DID chains are sold. Wherever you go, go DID. We are also supported by Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. Our site lap intro segment is brought to you by Evans. The best power sports coolant on the market, Evans Coolant prevents boil over so you never have to pull over or worry about your engine no matter what the condition. Designed for use in ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, snowmobiles, and more. Use what the pros use. Choose Evans today. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is also sponsored by DP Brakes. DP has been dominating the ATV world for a while now by supporting riders like Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Nick Janusa, Baldwin Motorsports, JB Racing, Root River, myself, and more in ATV motocross. In GNCC Racing, they have all of the top 15 XC1 pros using DP, including the likes of Walker Fowler, Jared McClure, Chris Borich, Bryson Neal, Cole Richardson, and more, not to mention Hunter Hart and the top four XC2 riders. These riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them consistently on the top of the podium. Available at dp-brakes.com, purchase at your local dealer, or even message me for their contact info today. What are you waiting for? Join the best ATV riders in the world on DP brakes. Forworks Carbon's innovative lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber and plastic hoods, tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, 4Works has goodies that'll make you salivate. I trust 4Works for increased function and a sexier look. 4Works Carbon, always working hard to bring high-quality, innovative parts to the market. Check them out today. Finally, our fan question segment is brought to you by 100% and their new Armega Goggle out now. Thanks to those guys for the support and supplying us with awesome 100% giveaways. Not to mention the new goggle that is setting the standard in moto. Now back to the show. And before we talk, before we move on to other things, a few different times I talked, or I heard you guys talk about being calculated with what you do, even as you as racers all the time. But how different is it racing against guys that you don't know their characteristics? You don't even know, maybe like to trust them, right? Yeah, like yeah. when you're here, the four of you, if you're in a race, you know you can be right on the other guy. You know what he's going to yeah. do, and you know that he's going to go like your pace. What is it like? racing against other people that you, you don't know what to expect you really can't trust them i mean when i'm behind these guys it's no big deal i mean i trust them to hit every jump and uh you know when they get in the line they're going in that line but over there you know they could be on the inside and all of a sudden they're going to go outside so at the last second you got to be really calculated and you got to be prepared ahead of time in every corner and every jump because it could it could cost you your race and get you hurt and uh that's not what we want obviously so being a little um cautious it's not a bad thing over there. We have such a long race that it uh, 
it would help to do that, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you know, really don't know, like, their etiquette. You know, like, around here, you know, like, for instance, uh, the lapper, I mean, we, we if we come up on a, on a, a lap rider here, you know, they, they know the etiquette of, like, you know, running their line and not, you know, moving around too much and just stick to where they're going to go. And, you know, I got tagged there pretty hard, but, you know, it's just like, I think we're going to learn a little more every year that, you know, we know that there's a bullseye in our back and we got to be able to watch our six, you know, and just, uh, I think that's why, like, you know, having the good teammates and be like, hey, you know, giving us, giving each other, you know, the, the things that we see out there and. I think that really just goes along with it. And it's more than, you know, there's four of you. Four of us have represented, four of you have represented us. And it's more than just the three riders. Because even as the year goes, right, you hold these clinics, these riding schools, the whole shot thing. And it's not even just you three riders. There's more people that are a part of it. It's truly a team effort. Yeah, I mean, just shout out to Nick Janusa for that. I mean, he yeah. does it and uh, you know, hasn't been on the team yet. He does it willingly to, to help these guys go over there. And, um, you know, even like me this year, I helped as much as I can. Um, I didn't go to the Bullshot Clinic or, or this one at Red Bull, but, you know, Walnut, I made the trip up early, you know, from Florida to help there. And, um, it's uh, yeah, it takes a, little, a lot of effort, you know, at Harv and, and Brandy and, um, you know, Danica and, and you know, all these people to, to put these things together and, and uh, do that. So, yeah, then to shout out to those people that don't really, you know, have yeah, to. Yeah, and Cody Ford did that list too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody Ford, like, you know, they don't have to, don't have to do it. Just do it to to support, you know, Team yeah. USA going over there. So it's a huge deal. Shout out to them. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to make sure Jeffrey that you got credit too because you represented us last year, but you've been an integral part of it this year yeah, as well, you. even though you weren't chosen. Yeah, thank you. So, um, anything else that's notable about Germany or what you know about uh, going forward to that? I'll jump back real quick, though. I don't mean yeah, to yeah, do no, that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Chad just mentioned it with, the, like, the lapper, and then Joel mentioned about getting heated when he wasn't there. I remember in Italy, I think it was Joel was coming up on a lapper, and this guy was just swerving up the track, like, blocking Joel. And I remember Brandy had, like, the FaceTime going, trying to, like, keep everybody updated here. And I am just yelling and cussing <laughs> and not being politically correct at all, and I'm yelling in the stands of this guy. I'm like, move, like, he's costing us time. And I like it was just I was so heated, but like that's how into it we are. And like yeah. normally, like if Joel gets held up a little bit, I'm probably a little bit more excited because I'm going to get a little closer. At this point, I am freaking out yeah. on this dude, and I'm in the stands, and like everybody could hear it. And I I didn't really get too much comments. I was kind of worried about it because I was I was like, what's his number? I'm going to find it. But like, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's it, different. It's like when you watch one of your your best friends ride or something, you get your adrenaline gets going because you're watching him. That's like. When we're on the team, I, I'm getting hyped just watching these guys ride. Normally, I'm like, you know, okay, you, you can slow down. You can do whatever. I don't really care. But out there, it's like I'm watching every move they make, you know, just praying that they finish the race that's and win the was, race. Yeah, that's what I was talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. was how much different your mindset is yeah. when yeah, it's yeah. not just against each other. Mm-hmm. It's like you're almost cheering for each when other. Thomas, when Thomas wrecked that third moto, I was I might have been cursing myself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was like – at that point in time, we had that, that me- the mechanical, the first one, and then he he went down. I mean, luckily it was pretty early in the race, so we had plenty of time to get back, and his fitness was, was really well, and he, he made that position back and got back to second. But yeah, and it's it what's crazy is too, you got a headset on if you're not on the track, and you're like a pit guy. It's so weird to 
to you know to be like that. Like you're on, you're, everybody's talking. You're in one part. You're at one corner of the track, and you're like, you're like yeah, he's he's da, 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 you're just like a pit guy. You know, just part of the. I mean, you, you were I, like me. I raced the first two motos, so the third one, you know, it was it was just weird to be to to be like the you know, the, the pit guy and and um, yeah, we sidelined, and it was what was so cool was uh, I think the coolest part was coming off, and like you were saying with with being like a team um you know of course i'm good friends with all these guys even though i want to kick their butt every weekend i'm still good friends with each and every one of them you know i've known them since we were kids we grew up together and to come off the for them to come off the track going one two and you know we've won and it's like you're, you're running up to them like like you know like a kid like you're running up to them like a freaking fan and we're just like you know yeah like yeah and we're all freaking hugging and being all weird and stuff you know but it's just like we're so stoked because we you know we we uh did that together and and uh it was it was really cool feeling there at the end you know to to, to be we were all just super hyped too yeah. i mean we were just going off screaming usa usa you know it was um it was a really really cool experience and really good feeling you know? and joel didn't get that experience yeah and, uh, the mud moto at the end uh, calm that down yeah <laughs> like we didn't know what was going on at the end of the moto at italy and you didn't um, get to finish the moto. yeah i mean we didn't yeah we didn't complete the moto but you know we were fine with you know them stopping it there and you know we took the win um but uh you know just another thing like there's a lot of people that you know obviously cheered us on here in the states and around everywhere but there are there are a lot of people that came over and made the trip with us that it made it really special you know going around the track and seeing the the united states flag being waved and just the fans being in it like they became like super fans Right. you know because they see us every weekend but with the elevated uh, just following from each country and the pride that they carry like elevated our pride you know to go over there and represent and our fans to go just preserve for us yeah so that was that was really cool to see that and um, you know obviously this year we have uh, you know a lot of people that are planning to make the trip too so that's very special and and just the supporters just being out there for us it's huge that's what I was going to say too is I didn't want to move on to anything else um, before you guys at least thanked all the people that make it happen and the I mean because the riding schools the clinics everything like that that, that's a huge part of it right for the the funding the donations everybody that helps out anyway I mean that's huge I mean you know they get something out of it in the riding school wise which we are very glad to help any anybody in, in the first place but to to come there and and to be, be taught by us and, and make that donation you know it's not like any and we don't make any money off this whatsoever this is pride this is, this is all all pride and all all you know just going over to the race i mean we don't we don't make any money off of that right. stuff you know just to if anybody thinks you know that we do we we don't it's all goes to the team and Whatever isn't isn't used that year, it goes back into the fund for the next year. So, um, yeah, thanks to everybody for that, to getting helping helping you know me last year and everybody this year to get over there was uh, it's really special. It means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah and kind of add to that, like the, the riding schools. A lot of people come to help donate and they get benefits of us teaching. But you know, the Red Bud one here yesterday got canceled. Uh, well, it didn't get canceled. We couldn't ride, so we just did like a seminar for four hours. And we told people, like, hey, like, you know, we won't charge as much or make the donation as much. And most people did the full donation even though they didn't get to ride. And that was super cool. And, it, it, like, that really showed us something, that they're supporting Team USA. They're not here just to try to better themselves, but they want 
to help support us, and that was yeah. that was cool. I, when I realized that, I was like, I was pretty pumped. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you would you would have thought they you know wanted to obviously ride Red Butt's track, yeah. but for them to sit there and, and listen to us talk, and it was uh, pretty awesome that they did that. That's cool, and I think I speak on behalf of everybody, like. You're our guys, you know. You just want to do whatever you can to support them, and that's why it's so cool too. Because I swear, at least from afar, the dynamic between the four of you—I know a lot of you are close and you're friends and stuff—but it's that much closer when you're working towards a common goal. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure, and it was cool for for me too. I mean, I mean, for us when we went over there, we you know we went on runs in the morning. Like everything was, we were all together all the time. You Is know? it surreal almost yeah. because you spend the summer? racing against each other and then it's like for sure for sure you know but I like I said I Chad was you know first day my mentor when we were growing up so I've been yep. close to him and Thomas I've just been close to him and Joel I grew up racing him my whole life so all these guys to go over there and do that together I mean I would do it here you know obviously but when you you show up to the race you, you think look at it differently but I mean it's it's really cool to actually experience it because we don't do that here you know I would right. I would I mean, sometimes we do but to do it over there like we were like, all right, let's go on a run. You know, it's 8 o'clock. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning. You know, we wake up and we eat, and then we go all run together. We're talking. We're, you know, BSing and, you know, talking about the race and different things. It's really uh, it's crazy, man. Well, there's yeah. not there's not many sports where you can have the top four athletes all together even willing to do something like this. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, so that, that event is October 5th and 6th, yep. correct? Correct. So, uh, yeah, I speak on behalf of everybody that uh, you guys sure make us proud. We're definitely, uh, it's an honor to have the four of you um, have represented us, the three of you going to represent us. And, uh, yeah, I hope that we can pull off that three-peat. I hope that uh, maybe we can notch that, that perfect score. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. I know we're running short on time, so before I let you guys go, uh, let's talk, spend a couple minutes just talking about the racing that we have going on right now. Um, talk about, like, the state of ATV motocross, I, I feel like, is in a really good spot right now. At least, at least like rider talent wise. Talk about the pro class. Talk about like how impressed are any of you with that rookie class right now? I don't think we haven't seen a rookie class like this in a long time. No. And it, to add that to the class yeah. of you guys, and I mean maybe none of them are on your guys' level yet, but they're closer than the other classes have been. Oh yeah, they're definitely. I don't know, shine and bright this year. It's like it's pretty surreal. One of them lives with me, Brandon Hogue, and he got his first podium um, at Unadilla, and you know Cody got his at Walnut. But it hasn't happened in a long time that rookies have made the podium. So it's uh, actually showing, you know, it's going to be I don't know upbringing of you know new talent that could be fighting for the wins and the podium spots every weekend. And you know they're like me. I learned so much after my first podium and. Um, I got one my rookie year. I was fortunate enough to do that, but it just you grow from that. And when when you get that taste, you're like, okay, here we go. This is it's going to change these guys, and it's I think it's going to really elevate the sport even more. Yeah. I'm super pumped for them. It's not even like rookies that have made the podium. I mean, like, not it doesn't even necessarily mean rookies in general. I mean, nobody. I mean, I feel like it's been pretty much us us four for. Yeah. Uh, going back to Ronnie, that's what I heard from Okay, yes. Yeah. Yep, Ronnie. Yep, yep. Going back yeah, to Ronnie, Ronnie made that at a high point. Ford. But other yeah. than that, yeah, I think it's been just, just us four in the past. I mean, I know since 2016, I know for me. We've but, shared the podium yeah, almost every time with us four. We've shared the podium almost four. every time yep. between us four, between regardless. Yep. Between, other than Ronnie and then Cody and, and Brandon. So, yep. I mean, that's 
it's it is yeah. really cool to see. You know, I, I mean, even though I, I got I got beat, I mean, I wasn't happy about, but it is good to to see. It's good for the sport. For yes, for uprising of somebody else other than us. For you know, for fans especially. I mean, they and nobody, regardless, wants to see the same person win or get second every time. No offense to either one of these guys, of course, or even me get third or Thomas get third. They don't want to see that. They want to see different people. They want people mixing in in there. So. I think it's it was definitely good for the sport and good to good to see and yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. For sure. Yeah, um, Joel and Chad, we know about the, the championship battle there. We don't got to get into any of that. Just I'd like to hear from each of you about what it's like racing against the other guy because you guys are so close in so many races. I got to believe that there's a huge amount of respect there. Yeah, I mean there definitely is and. Uh, you know, Joel is, he's got some serious speed, and he's got the endurance figured out, and, you know, he's starting to get a lot smarter. I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, won his first championship in, uh, you know, 17, and, you know, last year it could have very well been number two for him, but, you know, he had uh, some mechan- a mechanical failure that really, uh, you know, hindered him at the end of the year, and, you know, that's been my recipe for me you know, having success and winning championships and that consistency. And, you know, obviously I got to pick pick my times on when I got to go and pick it up and, and lay it on the line. And other times that, you know, I just got to lay back and I got to I gotta be smart and just collect my points and add them up at the end of the year and see where I lay out. But, uh, you know, definitely this year, like, uh, you know, Joel's had some mechanicals that kept him out of races, you know, and, um, you know, it's just like you don't you don't know what it could have been. But I know where we're at here in the present, and I feel like I know what I got to do every single race from here on out to secure a championship. But I mean, we have these guys all hungry here at this table, and others that are ready to try to take points from me. So you know, I got to be on my game every single weekend and uh, just ride clean laps. And I feel like this weekend, uh, with the track conditions, I feel like this is right in my wheelhouse. And Obviously, I'm going to have to, you know, clip some good starts and ride clean laps, and the heat's going to be a factor this weekend, and, you know, not usually, heat's always my friend, so i got to be able to hydrate well and um, kind of pick pick my moments when I'm uh, exerting my energy and when I'm holding back, so i got to, I'm just, be, be smart with that, and, you know, Joel is, uh, he knows one, one speed, let's go, so, <laughs> I mean, uh, Thanks. And that's kind of the difference him and I. Yeah, there, there is a major difference. Like you said, uh, I'm, you know, full out every time I go on the track. And, you know, I've learned over the years, like you said, to be more patient with racing. And at the start in 2015, I got a little taste of what it felt like to be up there with Chad and, and battle for moto wins. And I was still at that point, like, I was, I don't know, I wasn't patient enough. And I would make mistakes that I would, I would lose the motos. So after that, you know, I had a crash in 16, took me out, still won a bunch of races, and, you know, had really good finishes, but 17 wasn't, you know, until the year it was dry. I had, you know, obviously no issues, and and we had a brutal championship that we raced every weekend back and forth, and there was really no letting up until the end, you know, because obviously anything can happen. 18, um, you know, I had the mechanical at the last race of the year that, you know, uh, hindered me for the championship, and you can't take anything away from chad he obviously is that consistent that he put himself in the position if there was something that happened that he was going to be there to you know take that spot away so you know there's a couple people that i've heard that you know he didn't deserve that which i don't agree with that 
you know, I'll sit here and tell you that he put himself there on purpose. Like, he didn't just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm done. You know, I got, Joel's got a 10-point lead at this point. I'm, I'm just going to stop, you know, trying hard. No. You know, he was there. He's always been there. And, you know, it, it took me a while to get up into that position. But now, you know, like you said, I figured it out. My endurance is strong. And, um, you know, I feel good in the heat. I've had really good finishes when it's just the brutal temperatures. And, you know, like this track, I, wa- I walked it after practice. It's gnarly. And I know, first thing I thought about Chaz in front of me, I'm like, he's just laughing in his head, eating this up, you know? Like, this is his track. But uh, I, I feel good in temperatures. So that's where I feel like I can maybe hold a pace. You know, my night might not be as fast as his, but I can hold it, you know, the entire race. And that's what I'm going to plan for tomorrow and obviously race my hardest and um, try to get another, try to get another top spot finish. But uh, right now for me, I'm 22 points down, so there's – not much I can do other than, uh, you know, race each race and, you know, do my best. Um, you know, I'm not really focused on a championship. The stress was taken off after Sunset Ridge. I had a mechanical there. I was doing good. I was winning motos and picking up points, but it still was a long shot. I still had some hope, though. But after that, it was like, ah, just have fun, race, and, you know, you know, what comes natural comes natural and do what I can do. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch watch those races. and. Thomas, I've been, I've been on the podcast every week talking about this is the strongest year you've ever had, in my opinion, from afar. You won an overall in Texas, which you've done before, but then there's been a lot of other races where you've been right with those other two more closer and more often than years previous. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've felt awesome this year. Uh, been working hard, and, you know, I don't want to go out there and get third. I still want to win races. I am honored to get third any time, dude. These are the best eight years in the world. But it has been good. It's funny as uh, there's been some motos. Is yeah, Texas win was awesome. Win the whole town. That's there's nothing like that. And I've had good success in the mud. Uh, but I look back to even Muddy Creek, which is not my track at all. And Chad and Joel were in a battle, and I was right there. I actually got kept them like like I was keeping them honest for majority of the moto. And then oh, yeah. we've had some uh, mechanicals these past couple tracks. And, you know, even before that, Unadil, which is also not another one of my tracks. And it, it, uh, I battled with Chad for a long time. Joel had a lead. I, dude's nuts there. But me and Chad had a good battle. And it's, I got, yeah, I've been stoked on this year trying to get up to these two. I know Jeffrey's goal is to get up here with them too. And, man, like, I'm, I'm ready to do it. I want to do it. I'm excited. I hope. I hope this weekend I can do it. I'm, I normally like the heat. I like rough tracks. Uh, last year, uh, I won here, but the first moto, like second moto, like kind of put me in perspective. Is I, I got, I was more happy with my moto one and third last year here because I actually ran with Chad and Joel and like, kind of, like kind of the same thing. I kept them honest. I wasn't about to pass them, but it was close enough been all year. In the next moto, mud moto, I hole shot or I don't hole shot. Jeffrey hole shots. I, I just bomb through some water and get him. His bike bobbles, and I'm able to get into first. And I win the moto, get the overall. Amazing. But everybody's like, oh, you have to be so stoked. And I'm like, I'm more stoked about that first moto actually keeping pace with those two because they are – it's not to anybody's surprise. Those two are the best, hands down, and they are what do. And, man, I'm – like I said, I'm stoked in this year. I've had some mechanicals these last two. It's kind of kept me out from really seeing what else I can do or getting to some of these better tracks. I'm hoping for two good motos tomorrow and 
see where the cars fall, but I know I, I, I'm going to lay it out there every time I hit the track, and I want to go up, and I want to race these guys. I want to battle with them. I want to have a battle up front. Me and Jeffrey talked about several times, like, let's get up there. Like, let's do it. And I'm like, man, I want to hole shot and battle with these guys. So that's uh, – I'm hoping we can make that happen in these final few races. Yeah, like I said, I've, I've went on record a bunch talking about how strong of a season you've had. It's been really impressive. Um, and lastly, before we split – I wanted to ask Jeffrey about his season, and then I read some some news yesterday on his uh, social media account. So, Jeffrey, tell us about your season and kind of where you're at right now, and the news and all that uh, that concerns concerns your season right now. I mean, it started off strong, of course. Um, you know, being second in Daytona um, was awesome. I mean, Joel, Joel obviously you know kicked our butt there, but um, you know I was trying to keep pace with Chad and. An unlikely mistake from him, you know. He he, he went over a berm, and I, uh, I inherited second, and was able to uh, was able to finish there. And um, you know, I think uh, Texas, I had a absolutely terrible start in the mud. I was dead last coming around. I ended up fifth the first moto or whatever, and uh, I got third. I actually passed the second moto. I got third. I actually passed Joel going down the uh, last lap down the whoop section right before the finish. I got him because his bike was running bad, and uh, I ended up finishing fourth there and. And then um, he had the, the mechanical and Ironman, and I, I got second there. I felt awesome there. And I actually, actually the first moto, I started fifth or, fifth or so. I think Thomas was right there. Or actually, Thomas started in front of me. And I actually got Thomas, and was uh, by the time I got up there, me and I mean, me, even me and Thomas got up there that Chad and Joel were gone. I rode a good moto, and he had Joel on a mechanical again. And um, the second moto, it was a mud moto, and I got, I got second on the start. And I was so hungry that day because I felt so good on that track. And I actually tried to make a pass on Chad, and I almost had it. Like, I, I passed Thomas in the same spot. I almost passed Chad. And this is, yeah, this is a funny story. So I, I, I hit him, but Chad was expecting it and powered out. So when I hit him, he kept going and actually got in front of me. And um, he, he had two pair of goggles on. So it's, I'm going, we're going down the straightaway right before the big, the big like, single table, the triple, yeah, whatever you want to yeah. call it now. He he looks back. He looks back at me, and he, you know his goggles are out here. And he's like, "Who the you know who the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. Who is this hitting me?" He's like, "Where'd you get that drive from?" You know, and um, it was just so funny to me seeing him because he still had the second pair on. Like he didn't rip them off after the start, but um, you know, I ended up finishing second there, and I rode a good race at south of the border, and um, ended up these guys. I battled with them both motos hard, and at that point, I was only ten points behind Chad in the championship, so. Going there, I was hungry again. Like, and I felt really good those motos and fatigued a little bit at the end. But ever since then, I, I've really been struggling with with fatigue wise, and um, not really, we're not really sure what it is. But um, you know, I'm having blood tests taken and things like that to figure out the problem. But it's just, uh, I don't know. We we don't know. It's just been super hard for me to to even go out and and um, you know about you say 12 minutes in, 13 minutes in, I'm. I'm depleted. Like I'm done. Like I, I, I'm fatigued physically, and then you know you're mentally. Once, once you fatigue physically, mentally you start going away because you're in you're in protection mode. So, um, you know, and I, I, I was lucky lucky at Walnut that it was a mutter, the first one, and I actually had the the lead. I got the whole shot, and I made a mistake that was literally six inches. I was six inches. And it pulled me off the track, and and uh, you know, I threw that win away. And and then the second one, I felt well. And ever since that day, 
and I, I everybody visit mentally is a mental, you know, and I, I could say no, but I mean, it's always there, but it's something physically is definitely wrong with me. I'm not sure what it is, and um, I'm just trying to figure it out. And it's been a, it's been a, uh, a, a real struggle, man. I've been a real struggle to show up, and even at, even at Unadilla to be fatigued that early in the moto and be able to not get beat by the two best guys in the world by that much, considering how how bad I felt. Um, I I just you know, every time it's like, what if? What if I actually felt 150 percent? You know, like these guys, they show up on the line, they feel awesome, they're ready to rip. I mean, it's their, their fitness is not an issue, and it shouldn't be for me because I mean, I'm, I train I train with Joel. I mean, I train with anybody. I train I'm on the same training program as, as Joel here, and the dude's an animal. Uh, Thank you. I, I should I should be that way too, but um, you know, I don't know. We don't know. We're trying to figure it out, and uh, we have a few things in mind, but it's not a for sure, you know, for sure thing. I'm not going to state something that isn't true as of right now. But, um, yeah, I just uh, it's really been I felt depleted the past few weeks, really bad. It's getting worse, and um, you know, for three weeks we got you know 18 days, and I rode four. Yeah, I have, I try to ride, and I don't feel good. Um, so I'm just hoping that me me kind of recovering from you know a little bit and. And not riding as much, and not training as much, and you know, um, I hope tomorrow that I can I can do what I need to do, of course. And how I feel right now, I feel like I can, but you never know until you actually get on the machine, of, of course. course. Yeah, I, I wanted you to have an, uh, an avenue to be able to talk about it because you haven't been able to be yourself, and it's clear. Yeah, and yeah, like you said on the, the episode three, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's it, been a click off and. I agree. Like I've been fast all year in underground, at per se. Like I, Joel, me and Joel were battling for the qualifier. Like, and he's like, he's thinking he's battling with Chad in this thing. We're duking it out. I mean, we are rolling. And uh, he's like, you know, and I would, I pull off the track. I'm like, yo, it's game on. Like, I mean, it's game on today. I, you know, I felt that way in the beginning of the season, and something, something just turned. We, we went left, and I don't know where, and I haven't changed anything. So it's not, you know, in that aspect of things. So I'm. Uh, you know, I, I battled, you know, even in motos in beforehand. And, like, at South of the Border, we had two grueling motos between me, Thomas, and Chad. I mean, it was it was an all-out brawl. Yeah. I mean, it was we were duking it out. And it was, and I was the leader, which was the worst part, uh, you know, feeling that heat for, for those, those 20, 22 minutes. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I just really hope that I could, I could get this figured out. And, and I'm, uh, of course, you know, I, people can think that I'm not training or not riding enough or whatever. And. Um, I, I give it 150% every time I go out there, regardless. There's no excuses here. If I, like a, a, a Unadilla, I got tired. I mean, it's plain and simple. I'm not going to not gonna beat around the bush and say, well, if this, if that, if no. It, it doesn't matter what ifs. It, I should be able to, to control it, you know. So, um, yeah, I just I thank you for allowing me to kind of express myself. I don't really want to get into detail, but, yeah, it's been a struggle and hope to, to get it. Well, we're, we're pulling for you. We want you to be able to get back to where uh, where you belong. So. Yeah, thank you. I really like to battle these we, these guys for sure. You know, make it a four way, which could very well happen, especially how Thomas is riding and my speeds there, you know, qualifying and things like that. Just the, the longer moto is really tearing me down. So, well, like I said, we're we're pulling for you. Let me let me thank the sh- the, the show sponsors quick again. SSI helped us bring this uh, bring the show together. CST Tires has been the title sponsor of the show from the beginning. DID, Evans, Four Works, DP, 100%, and Oats Overnight. Um, everybody that's here, uh, give these guys a hand. 
um, Chad Whedon, Thomas Brown, Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli. That's Team USA, and, uh, man, they sure make us proud. So definitely proud that these uh, these guys are representing us. And uh, thanks, everybody, that listened live or watched live. Thanks for the people that came and hung out with us. And, uh, yeah, until next time, I just can't thank you guys enough for coming. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you, Cody, and thank everybody uh, tuning in and the people who are here or are here now. Uh, we really appreciate you guys stopping by and, and hearing from us. It's kind of crazy. I don't think this – I'm not saying it won't ever happen again, but – if you ever you know, had us three or us four up here yeah. know, talking together. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having us and thank you for uh, doing your podcast. I think it's something that's more needed. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. Yeah, thanks, man. Just everything that these guys said uh, and everybody coming out and representing and very cool you're doing. Keep it up. Red blood. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs>